Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from uh, Neo Technology and uh, it's been a long summer, it's been a really long summer and uh, I've enjoyed it uh, a lot but it's time to get this podcast uh, show on the road again and so today I've, uh, I've uh, invited and, and got uh, uh, a wonderful person on the other side of this Skype call from our dear friends at IBM and that's uh, Chuck Callio. Hi Chuck. Hey, Rick, how we doing? doing? Summer's coming to an end, and here we go with a podcast to kick, kick things off in September. Exactly. That's the way it is. And uh, thank you for making the time, Chuck. I really do appreciate it. Um, and as always, you know, many people may know you, but other people may not. So I'd like to like you to introduce yourself a little bit. You know, who are you? What do you do? And what's your relationship to the wonderful world of graphs? Okay. Thanks, Rick. So I'm Chuck Callio. I work in IBM. I'm based out of uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, which is 100 kilometers north of New York City. And I'm actually the uh, worldwide offering manager for IBM's Neo4j on the power hardware uh, solution. And so my role is to do everything from develop new Neo4j on power systems hardware offerings to help sell and market the solution and spend a lot of time working with individual clients on uh, responding to opportunities for Neo4j on Linux and Power to help them understand Neo4j on Linux and Power to guide them through the process of learning about Graph and how Graph would complement their existing relational database environment and or their other NoSQL environments, many of which have deployed like a MongoDB or a Redis, and now they're looking at the exciting growth opportunities that Graph and Connect Data also mean and present to them. So basically my role is to uh, really be the individual leading advocate for Neo4j on Linux and Power, and it's very easy because there's an incredible demand for Neo4j on Linux and Power, and uh, so that makes my job easy. It's a fascinating job. I typically on every day will get requests from all over the world to do just about anything, um, so that what makes it fun. I drive into work in the morning and I don't know what's going to happen and I kind of enjoy that. I'm pretty well, uh, super cool. Enjoying kind of an environment. So, uh, so Chuck, I mean, I think many people may not know exactly what we, what we do together, right? I mean, uh, Neo4j and, and, and IBM, we've been, you know, integrating those two environments quite a bit. And, uh, you know, our chief scientist, Jim Weber talked about it at, uh, at Graph Connect San Francisco last year and in London, um, but maybe it will be useful to kind of repeat that, you know, what, what, what's the story there, you know, what, a, what, what's the vision behind, you know, this integration between graph databases and, and power? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, Neo4j runs on different types of hardware, and in particular, on the power hardware, we started out with Neo4j a couple of years ago, where we just basically ported Neo4j to Linux on the power systems hardware, and sort of, you know, that, that gave a kind of a, uh, solution that would uh, allow Neo4j to inherit the quality of service that the larger memory, more threads, faster CPUs, faster memory to CPU in the bases, faster I.O. that you get on power systems. So that was sort of the first phase of the work. And then we did find that uh, Neo4j and graph databases in particular respond very well to larger amounts of memory and to the increases in latency. So then we worked on uh, further optimization Neo4j on the IBM Power 8 system, our copy accelerator, which is both memory accelerator, also extended memory. So we started out with just a basic solution, and then we worked on a more optimized solution to uh, 
look at larger memory sizes to enable geofiltering to scale to much larger levels of users and transactions and um, graph sizes and such. So um, that was sort of the second step in the process. Then the third step of the process is the actual hardware designers for the next generation of IBM Power Hardware, which is called Power 9. That will come out starting in the fourth quarter of 2017 and then more in 2018. We actually had our uh, electronic design engineering team actually start to use Neo4j to uh, optimize, better optimize chip design and timings mm -hmm. of design. So based on that, we sort of had a next step beyond that where we could actually do some hardware traces of the Neo4j software running on the IBM Power hardware. Yep. And now we're even identifying uh, further enhancements to Neo4j software based on the traces that we did on the IBM Power 8 hardware, which is based on running Neo4j on IBM Power 8, which was designed with Neo4j. So we have a recursive kind of thing going on here. We have some incredibly uh, valuable use cases that we're finding between the two companies, but more importantly, creating a kind of an innovation in a one plus one equals three solution that our clients will benefit from greatly going forward in the future. And that's, that's the most so cool. important thing. That's so cool. And, and have, are there any kind of like uh, uh, indicative, you know, advantages, you know, like quantitative results in terms of, you know, what types of um, systems we can deploy on PowerAid using the we, have, we, have we done some tests there? Yeah, we do. We have, um, you know, we have some performance data. So we're typically 80% uh, better price performance than our competitors, and we uh, enable up to 56 terabytes of either uh, RAM and or uh, near near uh, near RAM speed memory. So you can have very, very large graphs all in memory with Neo4j uh, Linux on Power. That's a very unique part of our solution that makes it uh, very, very scalable and very large clients uh, appreciate that part of the solution. And so going forward, we're, you know, looking at further ways to optimize the transfer rates between um, memory and the CPU and further looking at exploiting accelerator technologies because in general purpose hardware, the advancements are being slowed a little bit due to Moore's laws, limitations and such. But the big thing happening in hardware nowadays is to exploit accelerators, both GPUs and FPGAs. And we're more aligned with the CAPI technology that we have in IBM, which is essentially a larger memory in FPGA and working closely with Neo4j's engineering team around trying to see if some of the algorithms that Neo4j use, uses today that are used a lot by their clients can benefit from um, really deeper optimization and acceleration. So the thing going on in hardware now is really all about accelerators, both GPUs and FPGAs, and you need these for the really heavy-duty use cases like AI, machine learning, deep learning, graph, um, other areas that, that benefit greatly from it. So really exciting stuff. Um, we're finding hardware does matter in some of these newer growth solutions um, that really challenge the hardware much more robustly than the traditional relational database models, which... It's, um, it's, a, it's a little yeah. bit like uh, what, what, what Jim, Jim Weber was saying, you know, at Graph Connect, it's basically, you know, this, this, this you know, new kind of a wave where where software engineers and hardware engineers are going to have to work together much more intimately in order to make them, you know, get these really big workloads to perform, right? And uh, that seems, you know, the collaboration between Power8 and E4J seems to be in line with that, uh, I guess. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think, um, you know, the very uh, specialized, uh, you know, expertise and, and really hardware that steps up and runs certain workloads and use cases, uh, you know, much, much better, orders of magnitude better than just general purpose hardware, I think is, is a very common uh, approach. And a lot of the growth solutions, in particular, a lot of the growth solutions in the analytics, including artificial intelligence, machine learning, and deep learning, that specific area where I would put Graph and Neo4j into uh, seems to benefit greatly from uh, the latest levels of hardware and accelerated hardware. So yeah, totally. really exciting area to, to work on. It's really stepping up to meet the big challenges that our clients have of us. And, you know, of course, price is, is very important and always does matter. So that's uh, also something we have to keep our eyes on. Totally. Hey, hey Chuck, and so where is this going, you think? You know, what, 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 what does our, the future hold? You know, do you see this accelerating in the next couple of years or what, what's in store for, uh, you know, Power9 and maybe beyond that and uh, the synergies yeah, with I think, uh, databases like ours? I think we, we're going to continue to see the interfacing and the interplay between graph and artificial intelligence, machine learning and deep learning. I think that's a given. I think that that's an important area that we see an expansion on. I think super advanced cybersecurity solutions is also an area that we're both really interested in and focusing on. So those kinds of things I think are where I see it going. The other thing I would like to mention is expansion to areas like uh, the uh, Asian markets, China in particular, Japan, countries like that. We're seeing a lot of big step up in interest from, from those areas. Um, you know, quite a big recent increase in Neo4j on Linux on power in the Asian markets. So that's another trend I'd like to mention, which I'm very, very pleased with. And then, you know, inside of IBM, um, I feel that the direction now is a natural expansion to areas beyond my subject matter expertise. So, for example, the IBM Watson cognitive team is now using Neo4j. Um, like I said before, our cybersecurity teams, other other hardware teams are looking closely, closely at Neo4j. And I anticipate that, uh, you know, many other areas, including potentially software development teams inside of IBM, would also look at using Neo4j and use cases around software development and graph to identify um, areas to reduce defects, to increase productivity, to be more agile and that kind of stuff. So, Lots of stuff happening. It's, uh, it's a very exciting time. And I guess uh, we'll be hearing a lot more of that uh, at uh, GraphConnect New York, right? Are you, I'm, supposed, I'm assuming yes. you'll be there. <laughs> I will be a featured speaker. And uh, you know what I'd like to see is uh, anybody who wants to come on over and meet, meet me, meet us at the IBM booth. We're a gold sponsor of GraphConnect. And we are very pleased to be at the New York City event. Uh, New York City is absolutely a wonderful town to come and visit. Um, Please come and see us. We will be there. Uh, a number of my colleagues from IBM will be there with a diverse set of background. I think you'll find it fascinating to stop by, meet us. Uh, like I said, we are a gold sponsor, and we'll have a booth and some feature sessions. And please stop on by Graph Connect New York City. We'd love to see. You. It's a great town as well. So, and I'm sure the conference will be absolutely fabulous in terms of a broad variety of speakers with a lot of subject matter expertise, skills, ability, and experience. Um, um, you know, really ranging from smaller startups up to the biggest firms, showcasing how Neo4j is bringing value to them. That's it, and you know, I think that's uh, that's what we'll uh, we're all looking forward to. Uh, I'll be there as well for for a full week, so uh, I'm looking forward to meeting you there face to face, Chuck, and I'll uh, I'll uh, continue the conversation then. Very good. Thank Very you so good. much for coming online. It was a great great talking to you, and I'll see you uh, in about a month. <laughs>
Okay, thank you. Thank See you. you. See you soon. Bye.